In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick and mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today we have a very special guest with us, Chris Kane, SVP of Boutiques, Real Estate and Strategy Partnerships and Francesca's. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Doing great, doing great. Thanks for taking the time. Awesome, I'm excited. Absolutely. So before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what brought you over to Francesca's? Yeah, so thanks. As you mentioned, I, I lead boutiques, real estate, and strategic partnerships for Francesca's. We have about 460 or so stores across the U.S. I just joined Fran, and that's what we call it. That's a little nickname. <laughs> um, back in February after a 23-year career with Tween Brands. Um, and if you don't know Tween Brands, we operated Limited 2 way back in the day for you 90s people. <laughs> but eventually <laughs> that turned into justice and I helped to lead the startup there, which was just an amazing opportunity over the years. I got my start in retail totally by accident, working in limited to or at the limited in the late eighties as a sales associate. But I was looking to pursue a graphic design career, which never happened. And so I fell into it, fell in love with it and it went on from there. So been great. I've been in in retail about thirty years now. That is awesome. So a lot of lot of domain expertise. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you uh, you know before before we kind of get started? Tell us a little bit more about Francesca's as far as you know, who do you serve? What's what's your who's your customer? And, and is there any ethos that you want to share with us here? Sure, sure. As I mentioned, we have about four hundred and sixty boutiques, and we're very specific to call them boutiques. And coming here is. You know, I feel like I have to put a quarter in a jar every time I say the word stores. Um, I guess it's a completely different vibe. This is a small local feel in a national retail operation based in Houston, Texas. And we serve women of really all ages, but I'd say 25 to 35 is our core, core customer, and as we call guests with fashion and gifting and accessories. And I would say the thing that Francesca's is famous for would be dresses and jewelry. Um, our guests just love our dresses. So it's a lot of fun um, and a great, great brand. Yeah, that's a, that's awesome. That's awesome. As you came to the brand and, and again, as you said, you've been, um, you've been here for what, three, three, four months now. Uh, as you've been kind of looking at the customer base and really customer behavior, consumer behavior, um, have you seen changes at Francesca's in the customer base and in locations that uh, is different than what you're kind of used to at other brands that you've been at? Well, absolutely. I think, you know, what's really unique is this moment in time. Um, coming into the organization in February, where we're amidst uh, a, a pandemic, <laughs> yeah. is certainly really a new experience for me and working remotely and all of the things that come along with that. But um, as you know, and it's cliche to even talk about at this point, but 
the world's been hunkered down and on the couch and on TikTok and wearing pajamas for the last year and a half. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, certainly that drove, um, you know, traffic to e-commerce and a different shopping behavior. But as, as things are starting to lift up and become more free and open, um, you know, guests are scheduling their weddings. They're going on vacation. They're excited to get out. It's about, all about taking that girls weekend in Nashville that they had canceled last year. And so people are ready to put away the sweatpants, dress up again, makeup matters, you know, and just, there's a lot of energy around that. So it's driving a lot of traffic into stores. And I think that people are seeing shopping as entertainment now. Yeah. And they're out and about again, which is so exciting. So people and experience and execution has never mattered more. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And so what do you, what do you, what do you focus on with, with the experience? What's important to the brand? What's important to you and in, in your locations? Well, you know, I would say that, as I mentioned, we're this national brand with this local look and feel, and that's something our associates and our guests just really love about our brand. So we're just looking to make that authentic connection and, that associate experience with the guest is so critical to that. Our assortment has evolved and is amazing. And the field is our greatest ambassadors. Uh, I was just in Charleston this week visiting boutique and had such an amazing time. And I was so impressed with the teams in the boutiques and, you know, they wear our fashion, they're passionate about our fashion and, you know, just being able to, um, authentically engage with the guest is so critical to our brand. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as, as you had said, you know, your, it's your main customer base is, is, is a little bit of a younger customer base. Yeah. Um, what are the, what are the top demands of these customers? Well, I, first of all, I think for that, for that guest, it's critical that we stand for something. They want to shop somewhere that they are aligned with the values of the brand um, and it's not just about selling them things. So they want to make a difference in the world. They want to align with brands that want to do the same thing, whether that's sustainability or, you know, so taking on the social issues of the time. But also it's about celebrating individuality, creativity, diversity, um, which really ties beautifully in with Francesca's because it's a very unique experience. So every boutique has a different look and feel. Um, and we really celebrate what we call internally and to the world free to be you, which is really fun. That's that, that's really fun. Tell us a little bit more more about that. What is what is the notion behind that, and how do you, how do your guests look at that? Well, I think each boutique has such a unique opportunity to connect with the guests, and depending on where you go in the country, you know there there's there's a different aesthetic, and free to be you is not just about not just about that, but it's also all about celebrating whether it's body positivity, diversity and inclusion, shoppers of all ages. And that is also an internal statement. When we think about our associate base, you know, we've recently, you know, one of the things I, I took on when I came here was just like revamping something as simple as dress code that was very rigid and a little old timey. And how do you celebrate people's personal style in a very different way by, Absolutely. you know, kind of freeing it up and letting people express themselves through fashion, which is so important. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you, you kind of opened that up a little bit more. So, uh, you know, guests, both, both your employees and probably guests even feel a bit more comfortable. Um, and what, what, what other things do you think, uh, or what other things have you done in, in, in your locations and what things are you thinking about doing in your locations to, to create, create, create more of a connection with customers? Well, first of all, I think that what makes Francesca's really differentiated is our associates. And I think that investing in our associates is really critical um, to our success. Our people, as I mentioned, are so passionate about us and we need to make our brand the employer of choice out there. And it's really, it's really competitive and hiring is a challenge right now. But when you find those amazing people, we've got to retain them. And so, you know, we want their experience when they join us to be best in class from the day they start investing in their development and creating clarity around their roles. But most importantly, I think that it's about hearing their voices. I think that creating forums with their feedback for their feedback is really critical. They've got such a unique perspective. And one thing that I, that came through loud and clear when I joined the organization, that there was this over scripted selling experience model that was in the stores. And we need to, you know, kind of loosen the reins and create a space for them to have an authentic experience with the guests. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, uh, that makes so much sense. Um, are you, as, as you're, as you're thinking about kind of the future and as, you know, things, you know, traffic starts to ramp back up and people start to uh, shop even more than they're already starting to do, are there things that you're thinking about, either technology or otherwise, that you need to implement in your in your locations? Well, um, absolutely. I think from a technology standpoint, endless aisle and fully integrated omni-channel brand experience is absolutely table stakes for retailers. Yep. Um, you know, they just. I mean, it's everybody knows this, right? But it's not an easy journey, and we're on that journey now. Uh, customers need to be able to find what they want, when and how they want it. But at the same time, that whole idea of localization is really where it's at and really ties to Francesca's so beautifully. And I think about the store teams and empowering them with social media and other tools just so that they can personalize that experience to make it just amazing for that local guest. Absolutely. Absolutely. One thing that you were talking about is, you know, uh, part of uh, part of your focus is is making sure that diversity inclusion is a, is a part of, again, the ethos of, of, of what you stand for as a brand. And um, as you think about retail brands, this is actually a question that we get uh, often from different retailers. How important is that? And how important is that to address that and have, have a stance towards kind of diversity inclusion in a retail environment? We have, we serve actually with our um, brand called Frankie, we serve the 10 to 14 year old girl. And you think about the span of, of guests in our stores being 10 to 35, we have thousands of associates. How we serve is just as important about who we serve. So we think about the customers expect retailers to meet them where they are, um, have a clear purpose. And so I mentioned free to be you. That is at really the core of our DE&I efforts, which is um, just really an exciting thing. Um, I think about you know, it's Pride Month. You know, here there's no glass ceiling. 
we think about Pride Month and we say, you know, it's not just about Pride Month. Check the box. Okay, we did that. Let's move on to the next thing. It is every day of the year. Um, and it's really important to the entire leadership team and the entire organization that we really embrace DEI. Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, I think these days, especially, um, you know, as as you think about both for what you know your associates, but also for your guests to know what you stand for and how important that is to you, especially these days, is is, is super critical in my mind. Yeah. So I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris, as you're thinking about um, really kind of differentiating your brand and continue to differentiate your brand, what are some 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 top skills that you look for in the associates that you that you hire? Well, okay, so I think about three things. I believe what makes the Francesca's associates stand out is first of all, they just have to have this energy around fashion. They just have to love it. They have to love it, be able to talk about it, have a passion for it, sell to the guest, but it's more about that authentic connection with the guest. And that authentic connection, you know, can, you know, I'm not a big fan of walking in a store and you hear the reversed script coming at me. And yeah. you know that it's not coming from a real place. And when you see that authentic connection happens, it's just so amazing. And then I would say something I say to the teams a lot when I'm out in the boutiques is run it like you own it. Um, we provide a lot of framework in retail. You know, we talk about operational excellence and execution and things like that. And there's certainly framework, but there's freedom at Francesca's to make decisions to drive their business. And we really want to empower, empower our people to do that. So thinking like a business owner is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as as um, as you're you know again trying to you know coach your teams and hire the right folks, how do you after you you know you've um, you've brought on kind of the right people in in the store environment boutique environment? How are you how are you empowering your your workforce to to, to deliver a great experience? Is there is there you know of course probably training that happens or like what, what are the things that you focus on to to continue empowering the workforce? When I think about empowering the workforce, I think about hearing their voices. And I think when when I look back at the history of, of Francesca's and, and uh, frankly, a lot of retail experiences I've had myself where the field was, you know, quote unquote, paid to execute, you know, and corporate made the decisions and drove the decisions. What I'm really trying to do is flip that on its head. Uh, bring the voice of the stores to the table. I want the associates who work in our stores to be heard. And so we're creating some forms for their feedback. And as I mentioned, you know, the overly scripted guest experience model that in the past maybe wasn't authentic and it wasn't working. We're overhauling all of our training programs so that we can have a real authentic experience. So the associates in our boutiques interact with the customer they have insights that we on the leadership team do not have. And I always learn so much when I ask the questions and simply listen. And so, uh, you know, I would want our field team to continue to bring that amazing feedback about the customer. I'm a big believer that associate empathy goes hand in hand with guest empathy so that we can really provide the best brand experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
are um, as you're thinking about your sales, um, and you, know, there, you probably have a good mix of you know, both both online and offline yeah, kind of sales, in store sales and and online sales. Is is part of your strategy to increase either, or is it just across the board to be able to look at that customer journey and increase kind of sales and and, and mind share within these customers? I think we have um, an omni-channel mindset in terms of the entire organization needs to be successful. And I think the boutiques right now are really benefiting from this idea of retail as entertainment. And yeah. people are tired of sitting on the couch and or, you know ordering from, no offense, Amazon, but, you know, I mean... <laughs> Just spent the last year and a half doing that. So going out, there's great energy out there in the centers, and we're seeing it in the boutiques, which is really, really exciting to me and to our store teams. But our, you know, our omni-channel, or I'm sorry, our e-commerce business is so critical to our future and is on its its journey to becoming, you know, a, a real omni-channel experience for the guest and a seamless experience, regardless of where they shop. Um, because the guest doesn't care, you know, they, they, the brand is the brand, no matter where they are on an app or on online or in the boutique. So both of our growth is uh, equally important. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that we, you know, we get asked a lot, which I'm curious what your thoughts are is, you know, during the the pandemic or COVID days, there was, you know, increase in, in shopping, of course, online and some brands did really well there. Now they're looking to bring you know their guests back in the locations a, because I want that connection with that guest, but two, also, you know, realization at, at a very high level is, you know, across the board, typically they're saying there's about a 12% increase of, of dollars, right? When you're shopping in location and you're seeing and touching and feeling, you know, new product or, or, or product that you get excited about. So they're trying to pull people back, you know, more people back in the store to experience that in location experience. What are what are some advice that you have uh, for some of these retailers as they're thinking about how to how to get people to, to get excited about coming back into locations? Well, I think you know at the root of everything, my biggest advice is always around listening to the customer. And you know what what does the customer expect from your brand? And you know I have very very different expectations when I shop at Target than when I go to Nordstrom. Um, and so you know. Customers and associate feedback can be so valuable to solving problems and providing a foundation to strategy. And if you don't start there, teams go about solving their own problems and waste valuable time and resources on things that the guest doesn't care about. I think when I look at what we're doing from a boutique perspective, creating, um, you know, we're, we're talking about in boutique experiences that are above and beyond, you know, sort of retail, whether that's through local partnerships or broader partnerships and um, what could that look like to create something um, that really has value and creates memories for people when they're shopping. Makes, makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. And as you're, as you've started to kind of rehire, fill new positions, reopen stores and, and the like, what, what have you been thinking about the kind of the future of Francesca's, uh, in this new area, are there are there things that you've been thinking about that you want to implement? Uh, are there areas of focus that you're that you're you know you're really focused on? Uh, yeah, how are you thinking about the future of Francesca's? Yeah, so you know, under my responsibilities is this idea of strategic partnerships. We're exploring partnerships and collaborations with 
local creators. And that might look very different from one city or location to the next, which is really fun. And this could take shape in both small local pop-ups or larger uh, product collaborations. You know, our guests love the treasure hunt in our boutique um, and will continue um, to explore new ideas that'll really enhance our assortment, which is really exciting. Recently, we reopened seven of our locations that had um, closed in January as a result of some of our restructuring that's happened over the the past season or so. Um, And that was really exciting to see, and the results have been fantastic. Um, And so we're continuing to explore great brick-and-mortar growth opportunities for the brand, you know, testing new concepts, pop-ups, partnerships with different types of businesses for growth um, and to drive brand awareness. So there's lots of fun things coming down the road. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, of course, outside of Francesca's, which, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sure probably as a, as a great experience uh, for your guests, what, what are some brands that you love shopping with because of the experience that you, that you get out of, out of those locations and brands? Okay. So I'm, I'm a makeup girl. And so I'm a big Sephora fan. I, you know, I, I love their loyalty. Mm-hmm. I love the experience. I love the diversity in their, in their stores. Um, and so that, that's a brand that I feel pretty connected to. I also am a, a very loyal Nordstrom shopper. To me, that's the ease of the experience and the omni-channel piece, I think, is so seamless. And the loyalty program as well is amazing. So that's a brand I really am connected to. And then, you know, on the side, I also, I teach yoga on Sundays. And so I'm a big Lululemon supporter. <laughs> so, oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's what, something. What, yeah, I hear Lululemon a lot. Uh, what, what what intrigues you? And of course, you're you're interested in yoga and you're teaching, and teaching yoga. But, you know, outside of that, like what makes you connect with the Lululemon brand? Well, first, I just think that they are, you know, I think a lot of brands go down this promotional road. We all know Lululemon doesn't do that, right? They have great (laughs) product. They have great product. They have high quality. They have great fit. Um, I have a relationship with my my local Lulu, um, you know, team. And, you know, I just think they do a great job. And they know who their guest is and they... They know who their associate is, and uh, it's just a, a really strong brand. So I think from yeah. a branding standpoint, they do a fantastic job. Yeah, I, I, I like the brand a lot as well. And I think some of the things that I, I really kind of enjoy about the brand is, you know, they're, they're very authentic. Um, you know, they talk about a lot of the, you know, those kind of sustainability uh, focus uh, areas that they're really focused on. They talk about diversity and inclusion. You can tell in their store locations they take that very seriously. Yeah. Um, so I, I love, you know, I love shopping with a brand as well. Yeah. And I think that their associates are very dedicated to their brand. Yeah. You just feel that they, you know, eat, sleep and do yoga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and work, and work at Lulu. Um, so it's, um, they've done a terrific job. I loved when they first started up that, they were so much about the local. Um, one of my yoga instructors, when I was newer to the practice, 
you know, would teach in the store locally here in the Columbus area. So, you know, and I'd go in there and do the, the little classes in the Lulu store. So it was just really, really cool how it definitely got its start very much the way people would feel about Francesca's being a local, you know, privately owned business. Sometimes guests think that our store managers are the owners or they'll ask them, are you Francesca? So it's, it's really interesting, but um, <laughs> it definitely felt like that back in the day when Lulu got its start. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, that was a wealth of information. Uh, thank you so much. Before you know, I let you go, is there any anything that I forgot that you want to make sure our listeners um, know about and, and any sort of guidance? Oh, no pressure. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, as we, as we come out of this, it's just time for brands to explore what the future is. And, you know, hopefully everyone's taken a moment while we had this this year of reflection uh, yep. to think about how we need to reinvent and where we need to go in the future, but it's time to get out there and connect. And that's, that's just super exciting. And I'm, I'm very opt- optimistic for the future. Absolutely. I, I think a lot of brands that, I mean, that's, that's key piece of advice. Listen to your customers, talk to your customers and just kind of, you know, take it day by day as, as they think about, how, how they need to evolve their their strategies, both uh, in location, outside of location, and just as a brand in general. Yeah, and so, tapping into the associates um, and, the, and the frontline associates, because you know I think that there's so much, there is just so much valuable guest information right there, and it's at our fingertips if we're there to listen. Absolutely, absolutely. So when we first started talking. Uh, we we noted that you're in New Albany, Ohio. Uh, as travel opens back up, what what are some fun things people um, can do if they come come visit? <laughs> Columbus <laughs> is an amazing city. Okay, so New Albany, Ohio, it's a you know uh, is a beautiful community outside of Columbus. Columbus is a great restaurant city. Uh, it has a great zoo. <laughs> oh, I know that. Okay, and it is home to an enormous number of retailers. So there is there's, uh, a lot of retail here. Uh, Easton Town Center is right at the center of it and has just gone through this huge expansion. And they've got amazing, you know, it's an outdoor lifestyle center that uh, has a, an amazing array of bars and restaurants and fun interactive experiences and a restoration rooftop, which is so cool that it finally came, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun here. That's great. I'm a Jersey, That's great. I'm a Jersey girl. So, you know, moving to Ohio, I thought, Oh, it'll be about the same. It's not. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's a terrific place to live. I've been here for about 18 years now. Well, that's awesome, Chris. Again, thank you so much for uh, the expertise and sharing your story. And and thanks for taking some time with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be talking to you soon. All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brick and Mortar Reborn. To find the resources mentioned in the show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com. 